And so that morning, the next morning, you know, after getting a whole whopping two hours of sleep, I think, maybe, um, the Lord really put on my heart that, you know, um, we're in a season where we need to start changing things in ourselves and not try to change anybody else but ourselves. And so the Lord brought me in. He always, this scripture is, has always stuck in my heart, has always been something that has been so powerful to me. It, it's, it's just been in there all the time. And it's like, I can't read it enough. I read, I read it almost every day. Um, but Joel 2, 12 through 13, if you all have your Bibles, you want to join me on this. It's Joel 2, 12 through 13. Um, and I, had, I got three different versions of it because I like doing all the different versions. I'm that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> um, I, first one I did was King James Version. It says, Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. And rend your heart and not your garments and turn to the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth to him of all evil. You know, I, I really sat and, and I asked the Lord, I said, what is it that you want from me? And I don't know if y'all have ever really looked up what rend means. R-E-N-D, what it really means. What was it? That's right. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, it, it. This is what, and I looked it up in the dictionary. This is what rend, what rend means. It says, to separate into parts with force or violence. Here's another version. It says, to tear apart, split or divide. A race, it, and then it says, to pull or tear violently. That's the one I really like. Violence. You know, just, I can, I can imagine just ripping apart, you know, just tearing it and then the other one i also liked was to harrow or distress the heart with painful feelings and to me there's nothing more powerful than to tear your to to with with the feelings of of pain you know when when it's broken when you know that there's a brokenness there to tear it before the lord and say god my heart's yours my heart is yours. And this whole weekend, that whole weekend with the choir of the fire was about, God, my heart's yours. What do you want? What do you want, God? And in this season, I'm thinking, you know, God, where's the church at? Where are we at as a church? Where are we at as a body? Where are our hearts? Have we rendered our hearts? Have you, have you rendered your heart lately to God? Have you tore your heart before God? Have you gotten on your knees? Have you cried before the Lord? I haven't. I'll be honest. And I want to because that's the only place where I find peace. It's the only place where I find joy. It's the only place that I find happiness and all those fruits that God promises you when you do. And I tell you what, it's, it's the rending of the heart. That brings change. It brings, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the the things that you deal with in life, the the circumstances you're in, the the issues of life, the ups and downs, and all the things, the trials that you deal with. It's only by rending your heart to God. 
weeping before him and, and, and repenting and asking God, I need you because without you, I'm nothing. I have nothing. And so I was reading on, and I got my Bible out that morning. I was reading, and I was just, I started weeping before the Lord. I wanted more. I was like, God, I don't know what's going to happen today. You know, we still had the whole day before us. We had from 7.45, 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock that night to go. We were still going to be going all day on two hours of sleep, mind you, okay? So I'm like, Lord, just do whatever you want to do today. Whatever you want to do. And so as he, as he was speaking to me, he started bringing some scriptures and some other things. And I want to read something that I found. Um, it was just something that somebody spoke on, uh, my, on one of my blogs. And it was so powerful to me. And I just want to read it real quick to you guys. He said this. He said, From a spiritual perspective, our heart is the deepest part of our being. It perhaps includes our soul and our spirit. It's clear by what we read in Scripture that God advises, in fact, He commands us to take care of the matters of the heart. How do we take care of the heart? We guard against things that are not of God. We resist the lies and the evil one, that the evil one speaks into our mind. We spend time reading God's Word so that His truth can sink into, deep into our spirit and soul, our heart. As we understand His truth by reading the Word, we do our very best to live our lives in accordance with His guidelines and His truth. We monitor our behaviors, our thoughts, and what we say. We take an honest look on a periodic basis, deep into our heart, to see if there is any aspect of our heart that is not in alignment with God. That's me right there is powerful, because if you're not in alignment with God, then where are you in alignment with? Where are you in alignment with? So I was like, Lord, I want to line up with you. I want to line up with, with, with this right here. This is where we should be lined up with every single day of our lives. Not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays. Not just, you know, when we have five minutes to sit down and read one scripture. Regardless if we have a chance to read every day or not, we should be lined up with this right here. This is what we should be doing. This is our lives, not our jobs, not our, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's not even our families, it's not even our, our uh, successes or our failures, it's not anything in our life that we deal with other than Him. That's it. And the only way that you get there is by rending your heart. There's been so many times in my life where I said, God, I'm in this place, I don't know what to do, I don't. I don't know how to hear from you. I don't know what to do with this decision or where to go with this thing that I'm dealing with. And because I was so stubborn, I wanted to just try to work it out myself or do whatever I could do to, you know, fix it myself. But then that soft voice, that voice that, that is so comforting, he came to me and says, rend your heart to me. Rend your heart to me. That's what he's saying right now in these times. In these days that we're living in. These are the end days, guys. I don't know if y'all really even... I mean, I know every single time that I sat down and re- watched the news or looked at something or seen... You see it everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. These are the last of the last days. I know that I will see Christ return in my time. I know I will. I know I will. I want to rend my heart while I have a chance, guys. 
I want to rend my heart when I have a chance. Because tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. I'm going to, I'm going to disturb... Oh, this was the other good one, y'all. <laughs> Listen to this one. And this goes with the praise. This goes with the praise. It says, for rending, it says, to disturb the air sharply with loud noise. Right? Let me read it one more time. I don't think you heard me. It's to disturb the air sharply or loudly with a loud noise. Right? So here's the thing that God has been putting on me is he's put it in me and it's like more and more and more. It's like when you're rending your heart, worship becomes more. The word becomes more alive. Things that he speaks to you becomes more alive. And guys, I, in these times that we're in right now, I, I can't express enough that we need to be rending our hearts on a daily, hourly, minute-by-minute minute basis. That's where we're at. This is the time we're in. Rend your heart, guys. I want to finish reading the rest of what he said on that blog. I left off with being in alignment with God. He said, Having any bitterness or unforgiveness in your heart certainly is not of God. If somebody has hurt you in the past, if you are upset with God, or you haven't forgiven yourself concerning an issue of your life, your heart is probably not right with either God, yourself, or another person. God would want us to take this issue to Him prayerfully so that we don't carry this burden in our heart. Do this free, doing this frees us up on the inside, so that more of God's Spirit can control us. Yes, our heart is the wellspring of life, of all life. It is at the deepest level of our heart that God lives in us with the Holy Spirit. He does not want us to share space with anything that's not good, pure, or holy. It's your heart. Is your heart pure? That's what he asked. Is your heart full of peace, joy, and love? I hope so, because when that's the case, God's Spirit certainly can be alive in you at the fullest. Consequently, your life will probably be healthier because of it. You'll also be a better example for others who observe you as you live your life. I want to be that person. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes every day. But there's one thing that I know, that I know, is God's grace is real. His love is real. His mercy is real and it's new every day. He loves me. He loves you. I tell you that one skit that they did was so powerful and I'm going to look for it and eventually show you guys at the Choir of the Fire. It was so powerful. With, they all bought me a t-shirt by the way and they all signed it. It was the Zack Attack. It says Zack Attack and then it says my power, what does it say? My superpower is love. Is that right? Okay. And then they all signed it. They surprised me with it. It was awesome. I almost started crying. I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm good. But um, rend your hearts, guys. Um, I just got real quick. I want to read one more scripture to you that the Lord put in my heart. Uh, Actually, two more. I'm fibbing a little bit. Um, The other one that God put in my heart was 2 Corinthians 7, 10 through 11. And this is in the New King James Version. It says, For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, 
not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For, ob- for observe this very thing that you sorrowed in a godly manner, what diligence it produced in you, what clearing of yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what vehement, what vehement desire, <laughs> what zeal, what vindication. In all things you proved yourself to be clear in this matter. And to me that meant when you rend your heart, when you change your heart, when you tear your heart apart for God, when you, when you pull it apart violently, when you're at, you know, there was a time in my life where I was so broken. I was, I went through, I'd gone through a divorce. I'd gone through many other things. I dealt with alcohol at one point. I dealt with drugs. I dealt with a lot of things in my life. But let me tell you something. I was at a place in my life where I had nothing. I didn't have a job. My wife had left. My kids were gone. I was in an empty apartment by myself. I had nothing. You want to talk about rending of the heart? When you're at a place where you have nothing left, you either go the other way, which I've seen it happen, or you trust God and you, you rend your heart. You, 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 you break before Him. You're broken. You tear your heart. You say, God, you cry out. I need your mercy. I need your love. I need your compassion. I need your love in my life. I need you. Because I can't do it. We should be living a broken life every day of our lives. Every day of our lives. I got one more scripture and I'm, and, and I'm almost done, guys. I'm, I'm not going to stay up here long. My sacrifice, this is Psalm 51, 17. This is, my, this is the Amplified. I love the Amplified too. And the message. I probably like them all, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know. It says this. My sacrifice, the sacrifice acceptable to God, is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart. And this, the Amplified says this. Broken down with sorrow for sin and humbly and thoroughly penitent. Such, O oh God, you will not despise. Do you have a broken spirit? Do you have a broken heart? And I don't just mean a broken heart because a boyfriend or a girlfriend broke up with you or, you know, or a wife or a husband left you or because you lost your job or because you know, um, the dog peed on the carpet. I don't know. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever breaks your heart. <laughs> But do you have a broken heart for God? We need to have a broken heart for God. You know, I was going to preach on something different. And the Lord always seems to do that to me at the last minute. Um, and the thing that I was going to preach on was jealousy. And I'm not going to preach a lot on I'm not going to say anything on that. But I just want to say something real quick. Something that I learned and that God's really put on my heart. And it's something that He's been continuing to develop in me to help me understand. It's a revelation. In the scripture, it speaks about God being a jealous God. But it doesn't say just a jealous God. It says his name is Jealous, with a capital J. I never knew that was one of his names. I knew it was Jehovah. I knew it was, you know, he's got many names, right? His name is Jealous. He's jealous for you. If he's jealous for you, 
Why not rend your hearts to Him? He wants nothing more than to have you, have all of you, every part of you, every bit of your heart. He's jealous. He doesn't want you to be sharing it or giving it out to anyone else or anything else. And if our God, who loves us, who loved us so much that He died, that He sent His Son to die on a cross, that, that horrible pain, the death, the, all that He went through, if He sent His only Son to do that for us, He loved us that much. Because I'll be honest with you guys, I couldn't send my daughters, one of my two daughters, to die for any of y'all. I couldn't. As much as I love you guys, I mean, I really love you guys. But I, if it meant you and one of my daughters, just being honest, right? Okay? And so I'm just... <laughs> I'm just being real, okay? <laughs> just be careful. Don't cross any streets. <laughs> um, but truthfully, I, you know, the love of God is so powerful. It overcomes anything. Amen. It has overcome everything that I've dealt with in my life. And if He loves us that much, if He loves us that much, how hard is it for us to just rend our hearts to Him and say, God, I'm yours. I give you what I have, which isn't a whole lot. I I don't really have a lot to give, but I'm doing it. I'll rend my heart to you because my heart is yours. That's what I want. Um, Two things that God put in my heart when all this was coming on. And um, one of the things he said, as God was speaking to me, he was speaking through the Holy Spirit to me saying that we need to get broken. As a, as a church, as a body of Christ, we need to get broken before God. We need to find a way to be broken before God. No matter what it takes, through our worship, through our, our teaching, our preaching, our evangelism, our going, through the, going to over other nations, it, it, we need to be broken before God. We need to find a way to be broken before God and, it says, and, I, and then he said this, rend your hearts. That morning as I was watching the sun, he said, rend your hearts to me. Rend them, break them, tear them violently, do whatever you have to do to give them to me. To give you all of, all of yourself to me. Every bit of what you have. And then he said this to me. He said, come back to your first love. I've had a lot of loves in my life. I've had a lot of what I thought was love. I was wrong. I was wrong. Because there is no love like God's love. There is no love like God's love. There is no love that reaches from the east to the west, as far as the east is from the west, like God's love. No other love does that. Go back to your first love. I'm speaking to every single one of y'all in here. But I'm speaking more to myself. If I speak to anybody, I speak to myself. If anybody needs to set the example, it starts right here. I want to rend my hearts, guys. I want to rend my heart. And I, and I hope, 
I hope by rending my heart, by breaking, by tearing it, violently, chasing after God and giving Him what I have, I hope, I hope and pray that that you guys will do the same with me. Because that, that is what saves a nation. That's what saves a, a community, a town, a city, a state. One person at a time. They see one, you know, Seth had it right. And, you know, somebody comes in here, we've got to love them. The same kind of love that God gives us, we've got to give back. And that, that only comes by rending your heart, by breaking your heart, by being broken before the Lord. I think, I think that's, um, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I believe that's where the Lord is taking me. And this is where I want to go because this is what I want. I want to see a world changed and impacted. And not because, <laughs> I know I said I was going to quit, but I want to say something. There were some protesters there. There were some protest. I'm sure you've all heard it already. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure if, if, if you haven't heard it from one of the youth, I'm sure Orion has said something. Where, I'm sure he's told somebody. Okay, there was protesters there. And they, they had signs. They were picketing. They were saying, God hates. They had signs that said, Jesus kills and God hates. If you're going to ATF, you're going to hell. That's what they said. That's what it said. Well, I'm here to tell you something God doesn't hate. It's not by the hatred of man or the anger and the bitterness of man that changes a heart. It's not by the, the, the frustrations and, and the, all the riffraff and the, the strife that they try to do to start there at that ATF that changes a man's heart. The word says that it is by God's goodness that brings man to repentance. So I'm going to say this. Rend your hearts. Break them before God. Do whatever it takes to break them before God. And I'll be the first to do it. I'll be on the front line. Break your hearts. Have them be that broken, open vessel. Allow Him to fill you with His love so that you can over, let it pour over and into everybody's lives. Because that's what changes a heart. That's what changes a heart. Um... I want to pray, and um, you want to do a little worship before we leave, or we still got a few minutes, or let's do it. I love it. You know, it's, that's the perfect thing because it talks about everything. He's everything. He's everything. So if he's everything, give him your everything. Let's pray. Um, Lord, we just thank you. Father God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, because you alone are worthy. You alone are worthy, God. There is none like you. You are set apart. You are holy. Lord, we just come before you tonight, Lord. We humble ourselves. We, we rend our hearts to you, Father God. And Lord, I speak this more importantly about myself, Lord. Before I can take the speck out of somebody else's eye, Lord, take this board out of mine. God, rend my heart. Help me rend my heart, God, because I want to know you more. I want to be closer to you, God. I want more of you in my life. I want more of you and less of me, God. 
Lord, I just pray right now that we would just be a body of believers, body of, of ones that follow after your footsteps, after your son's footsteps, Lord. The ones that would pick up the cross and show our love to every single person that we meet or talk to or see. Lord, help us to rend our hearts, to tear our hearts violently so that we can be more like you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love. I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you. I love you, Lord. I pray these things in your son's wonderful and awesome name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Shane. Amen. Shane, Shane is a man that in the midst of his own heartbreak, he allowed himself to be broken before God and look at what God is doing. And I'd like for us to end the service with a few minutes of us just devoting ourselves to the Lord afresh. Find a place to pray as this song is playing and just rend your heart before God. Just say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Not my opinion, your opinion. Not my wisdom, but yours. Amen. Let's just find a place to pray. Do business with God, then you're free to go. I need to hear you. You are the light. This leading me to the place where I find peace. Take my